0: time on episode 401 of legends of shield we're talking shang chi and the legend of the 10 rings we're talking weekly marvel news including the shang chi box office and the latest spider-man no way home trailer and let's go
1: i'm steven jondrew from better podcasting a podcast about podcasting part of the going geek network just like the show you're checking out now Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find fantastic geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com.
2: You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a S.H.I.E.L.D. debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the S.H.I.E.L.D. director.
0: Now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle.
3: I'm
1: Consultant Chris. I'm
4: Consultant
0: Aki.
3: And I'm producer of the show, Director S.P. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., a Marvel Comic Universe fan show. We discuss the Marvel Cinematic and Comic Book Universes, This show is recorded on Thursday, November 18th, 2021, live from the Legends of Shield Studios and broadcast W-H-I-H-Y via www.geeks.live. Come and join our live chat as we record. First things first, welcome Aki to the show.
4: Hi. (laughs)
3: aki if i'm remembering this correctly you are a video game designer you have a video game out there called vampire baseball which anybody that's watched sparkly vampire baseball should love you are an avid podcaster and sometimes dm and tabletop gamer right
4: yep yep pretty much it
3: and you love marvel
4: yes yes i do
3: okay So, it'll be fun having you on the show. Also, since we are paused for a second, I want to welcome Agent Michelle back to the show.
5: Hi. I'm back from my ultra-secret mission of getting my life together.
3: It's been (laughs) a minute, and it's glad to have you back on the show. You came back just in time for this, and then Hawkeye next week.
5: Exactly. I know how to time my return.
3: All right. So, Chris, I have to say, you know, we were either... Well, there are more guys on the show than women, or it was equal, but now we're outnumbered. So how do you feel about that?
1: It's pretty much like being at home most of my life, although most of the women outnumbering me at home are cats.
3: Yeah. Well, for me, it's always been this way on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm fine with it. With that, we have a lot to go over, and we love talking about Marvel.
5: Because of thespian
0: monkeys riding horses. If you would like to talk to us about thespian monkeys riding horses, you can contact us at our website, LegendsofShield.com. You can leave us a voicemail about how you got into your passion at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. You can get a hold of us on Facebook at Legends of Shield Podcast. We're on Twitter at Legends of Shield. You can see our smiling happy faces on YouTube at youtube.com slash geek. You can tell your Amazon device to enable Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. skill. You can join our Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.
5: is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network.
3: It's been a minute since we've been able to do an actual Marvel Cinematic Universe film. We did one earlier this year with Black Widow. And unfortunately, because of world events... Changchi actually came out earlier this year and we decided we weren't going to force anybody to go to the theater. So we waited until it was available on Disney Plus, which was on Disney Plus Day just a few short days ago. And now we get to talk about it. I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited to talk about it. So should we just get into it? Oh, yeah.
1: I've been waiting for this all day.
3: shang and the Legend of the Ten Rings was released in theaters on September 3rd, 2021, but was also released on Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day, November 12th, 2021. Michelle, who are the producers of this movie?
5: Well, the first one is, of course, produced by Kevin Feige, a.k.a. The Man, as 80 production credits. Other credited producers include Victoria Alonso, Luis Dietz, Esposito, David J. Grant, Charles, Neeworth, and Jonathan Schwartz.
3: The music of the movie was composed by Joel P. West, who has 32 overall composing credits. Chris, who directed the movie?
1: Director of this one is Destin Daniel Creighton. He has 14 directing credits. Big surprise to nobody. I have seen none of them besides this one.
0: (laughs) And the screenplay is by David Callaham, who has 17 writing credits starting in 2004. And the story is by Andrew Lanham, who has five writing credits starting in 2017.
3: Now, the major cast list for this entire film is very expansive, but we've limited it to it to so just get through it a little bit faster, not to diminish anybody that was in the movie. But we just want to call out a few of our favorites. We're going to start with Lauren.
0: Okay, so the big central cast. We have Simu Liu as Sean slash Shang-Chi. We have Tony Chu Lung as Zhu Wenwu. We have Aquafina as Katie. Ben Kingsley returning as Trevor Slattery. Meng Erzhang as Xia Ling. And Fala Chen as Li.
3: You will never see me coming. I just had to say that. Michelle, why don't you take some?
5: playing Ying Na is the goddess herself, Michelle Yeoh. And I wanted to bring up Sai Chin, who plays Wapo because she plays in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Leon May, who was May's mom. So now there's this whole internet thing that Agent May has to be related to Katie somehow because of this. And I'm kind of on board with this. Any sort of connection we can bring with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. back to the MCU, I am all for.
3: It also means that Katie could be in The Mandalorian. Okay, I see that fell flat. I'm going to bring up the bus driver, just because we're going to talk about it later. The bus driver was played by Michael Anthony Taylor. Chris, and you wanted to bring up a couple names yourself.
1: As the voice of Morris, as much as you want to call it a voice, you have D. Bradley Baker, who is really starting to take over the frank welker role of random animal type noises and he's doing a wonderful job with it but of course this is a marvel movie you have to tie it to other movies as well to do that we have benedict wong who is playing wong
3: the mcu definitely needs more wong so we're going to start up with a little synopsis and a little recap of what happened in the movie so we don't stumble over ourselves the entire time talking about it so the imdb synopsis says Chang-Chi, the master of weaponry-based kung fu, is forced to confront his past after being drawn into the Ten Rings organization. Now, here's what happened. Chang-Chi's parents are mystical and powerful people who meet in 1996 and give up their powers to be together to raise a family. Chang-Chi's mother is murdered when he is seven by rivals of his father. Chang-Chi's father resumes his powers of the Ten Rings and recreates his criminal empire. Shang-Chi runs away to San Francisco like everybody does when they are 14, and he refuses to kill the leader of the gang that killed his mother. Now, we fast forward in the present day, so it's kind of like a Black Panther sort of vibe there. So in the present day, Shang-Chi is in his own witness protection program and is a Carvalet along with his friend Katie. The two have fun and do a lot of karaoke until one day Chang-Chi's father sends Hitman to steal his pendant away, leading to an exciting bus fight scene with great fighting and terrible CGI. We'll get to that later. Chang-Chi then travels to Macau to warn his sister, who runs a high-end fight club. The Ten Rings Hitmen fight the pair until Zhang Ling's pendant is stolen and the trio are taken back to the Ten Rings compound, where they meet Trevor Slattery and a headless animal named Morris or faceless animal I think is more appropriate named Morris the band escapes some epically bad CGI and find we'll get to that again and finds Tallo by journeying in an EV SUV and guided by Morris through a mystical forest that will eat you alive there The band is joined by people of Talo to fight off Chang-Chi's father and the Ten Rings while saving the village from the dweller in darkness and teaming up with the Great Protector in a dragon battle that we should have seen in the Netflix series Iron Fist. Michelle, you happy with that? Uh, yeah. Okay. Back in San Francisco, Wong takes Chang-Chi and Katie to discuss the true history of the Ten Rings with Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers. Lauren, what did you think of the movie?
0: I loved it. I loved it so much. The movie's sense of humor just hit me perfectly. The family stuff just mm, love it all. Not such a fan of the whole dweller in darkness thing. I get that it's connected to the whole like Marvel moving into the weird stuff and magic and everything, but I was just I was here for the family stuff, and I'm so happy to see Simu Liu getting more work. He is fantastic and a lot of fun. So. Yay. Let's see. Does this movie have a lot of tropes?
5: Yes. Could they have cast someone better than Aquafina? Yes. Does the mere presence of Michelle Yeoh and the characters of Wong and Ling save this movie for me and make it incredibly enjoyable? Yes.
4: Oh, you guys didn't see it in the theaters, but I couldn't wait. I double masked and went in. (laughs) This movie was meant for me. I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Are there weak points? Yes. Do I close my eyes to them? Yes.
0: <laughs> I also saw it live.
5: Me too. Er, not live. I theater. saw it in theater as well. Was terrified, but saw it in theater.
2: <laughs> 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 I saw it like on the day of.
0: I waited till a couple days later, but mm-hmm. needed to see it. I definitely loved this
1: one. Um, I mean, it's certainly not going to be my favorite Marvel movie, but I would say, you know, without even thinking about it, it's up there and let's call it the top 20% somehow and bring on the Marvel weird stuff, because that is what I'm here for. Well,
3: you're going to get a lot of it in Eternals later. So I'm going to take a little different tack than you guys. I did like it, especially when you got, when I got to the end, Talo and and the final fight and when everything started to come together, I was like, I'm all in. But before that I had trouble with the film. I had trouble with the film because of the really horrible CGI I can't let that go. It was bad video game CGI. I've seen it before. I've seen it on TV before, and it just doesn't work. And it really took me out of the movie. And that's a burden that I have to carry because otherwise the story was pretty good. The other thing that took me out of the film, I've been critiquing superhero comic book TV shows and movies for about 10 years. The wire work in this film was probably on par with Kung Fu films. It really was. I won't take that away from it. It just took me out because I'm more akin to wanting to see more realistic fighting. And just some of the wire work and the wild flying around, it just, again, took me out of it. Now, that said, I enjoyed it. Probably see it again sometime. The first half was really hard to get through, but maybe now that I've seen it once, and I've only seen it once, but now that I've seen it once, maybe I can sit down and enjoy it a little bit more now that my expectations are at a certain level with the fights and the CGI. So That's just where I am with it. All right. So let's talk about what is going on with the film. Aki, since you are our very, very special guest, why don't we start with you? What is one thing that you want to talk about with the film?
4: Oh, one thing. Oh, that's difficult. I think. I would like to go with specifically the mistranslations uh, from (laughs) Mandarin to English. Some scenes are just, they were translated, I believe, to the best of their ability. And I am not a native speaker, but I'm related to native speakers, and I have friends who are native speakers, and and the internet exists. So um, there were certain lines where they were just so much cooler in Mandarin than they were... Translated through the subtitles, one in particular, and this is this one is very important. Is when Michelle Yeo and uh, <laughs> and chi they're practicing. Specifically, she says in in the English translation, she says, "I'm proud of you." When actually, she says, "You are your mother's pride," and that is very important culturally. We don't say that kind of stuff unless we really mean it, and it comes from. A very deep and personal place, it's like saying that you are this person's pride and joy. you cannot be above this expectation for it there's a lot there's just a lot of meaning put into it, and so like yeah, I'm proud of you, kiddo, you know, like <laughs> haha, right, We just met, but you know it does not hit the same way as as her saying, You are this to your mom, who is my sister? It's like that, another cool line. Wenwu shows up in Talo, and the other guy is is yelling at him, and he goes, "Oh, pfft, listen here, boy." He actually says, "I have tasted more salt than you have rice." That's poetic cinema right So that's, uh, that's that's the taste. I don't know why they took it out. I feel like everybody knows what salt and what rice is, and they can put two and two together. Because it's not like they don't bash you over the head <laughs> with how old Wenwu is. Like every i don't know 30 minutes that's a really good line and i think i think the last one and this one is more cinema cinematic i guess i don't know is when he actually gets to the gate the english translation says something like i'm here darling because he's talking to the wife he actually just says i'm here or i'm home it's solely based on his intent and his devotion and it's expressed through his words and his emotions. And so just the two words are like enough. It's like a statement piece of how much he loves his wife, how important she is to him and, and all that. That's when it's just 100% the actor going, ah, and it's Tony Leung, and he's a Hong Kong staple. <laughs>
0: yes, he is. I've had a crush on him since Hero.
3: That's a good the one. relationship was kind of amazing to watch. So you have the fight basically in the garden where they're, I don't know, they're sparring, but there's a little bit of, I dare say foreplay going on with the whole thing. And, you know, he gets his butt handed to him and he's like, okay, this is it now. And then she's tragically taken away from him. And then he goes down this really dark path and then he doesn't realize he's being duped, but he, just hears her and thinks this is my path back towards this relationship and that's w- what is spurring this whole thing it's it's very tragic really and that he doesn't realize that the damage that he is really causing to everybody around him just to be back with her
0: mm-hmm. marvel continues on with their absolutely wonderful humanized villains really really dug wenwu and his motivation and Just the absolute, I want to say swagger, but it's just this very, like, self-possessed presence that, oh, it's so good. Love it. So good.
3: I want to say the sister was really surprising to me. I really enjoyed that whole storyline of hers, even though she wasn't really spotlighted in the acting. Like, uh, she was often put off by herself and... Just the storyline and then at the end where she ends up taking over the Ten Rings and taking over wherever that camp is. I, I, I'm sorry, I forget where the camp is. But she ends up taking over the camp, modernizing it. And then you think, oh, wow, this is going to be another criminal empire. And the only thing I could think of is, ooh, wait till she gets in touch with Agent 13. This is going to be something that is going to no, be no, unstoppable. No
5: no no, 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 no. Here's the thing. Shaoling is a boss. Okay. Agent 13 wishes she was Xiaoling, okay? (laughs) She is like my girl in this movie. She's a boss. I like how it's an underground fighting ring that she, she discovers on her own. She builds it, has her own little empire, and it's not evil. You have Wong who comes there often. I imagine Wong is not going to have some fun in. An underground fighting establishment that's completely evil so i like how it's this really cool in this odd place in it's like the chinese las vegas i don't know if you understand what macau actually is it's just this it's this weird law bending part it's like everywhere in china is really strict except for macau here's like our little las vegas and that's (laughs) why Like, if you know that, like, I knew that going in, I'm just going, okay, yeah, I get this part. And it does fall into the trope of she's the sister has to train in secret because we have to do the whole male patriarchal thing and and everything. But at the end, so here's the thing. At the beginning of the movie, the mom says that the 10 rings can be used for good. And technically speaking, there's two sets of 10 rings. There's the physical set, and then there's the organization she comes in and she's taking over and the music over her part is out with the old and with the new and it's going to be her own thing it's not going to be like this like evil sort of thing going around it's going to be this awesome badass organization she's
0: just she's a boss I love her. Love her so much. So there's a bunch of little tie-ins thrown into this movie. And one of them is in her fighting ring in Macau. You see one of the Black Widows from Black Widow fighting somebody who seems to have extremists. And at the end of the movie, I feel I'm pretty sure that a couple of the widows from the movie have found their way there and are training in the whole Ten Rings compound and I think it would be tired if she just took it over and it was just another evil organization. I see her having a whole different path, but I feel like she is going to be doing her own version of, I mean, yeah, consolidating power, all of that, but that's not necessarily an evil thing. Plus, who was Wong fighting? Yep. Abomination. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love that so much. There's some other tie-ins. There is a tie-in to Eternals, I'm pretty sure, that we will talk about in a few months when that's on Disney+. Plus. But there's some really wonderful tie-ins to some of the other MCU stuff. And I want to see, I need to see all of these characters like mesh in with
3: the larger MCU. I'm
0: so excited.
3: After 20 plus movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, gone are the days where you're just going to have a single quote unquote character movie or a single superhero origin movie. I think we're going to get more and more of the interwoven storylines, even though this was Chan-Chi, which, by the way, from what I've heard, Chan-Chi is in the the Marvel pre-roll for Eternals now. Mm -hmm. I think that you're just going to get more and more in there, even Black Widow. You had, had more in Black Widow than just Scarlett Johansson. And you're going to get more of that in the Disney plus series. I think the Disney plus series is really where you're going to see a lot of character development outside the movies because they have the time to do so. And you're going to be able to bring those characters like photon from WandaVision. You're going to be able to bring those types of characters into the MCU and you're going to already know them. So I I think this is really cool. And I can't believe that we're, finally going to get a more expansive MCU, and we haven't even broken the egg yet on the mutants in Fantastic Four. I mean, there's so much more about Marvel out there that having the opportunity to bring things forward, both in the movies and on Disney Plus, is going to be really, really cool. But back to Chang-Chi here. Lauren, we had some fights that we usually critique the fights as they go along. Oh. So why don't you take a stab at that?
0: Okay, well, first of all, this movie, the fight choreographer for it, I'm blanking on his name right now, but he worked with Jackie Chan a lot, and the movie's actually dedicated to him because he died recently. So I know, SP, that you weren't as happy that it wasn't as grounded in reality. I'm making finger quotes as some of the other ones that we've seen, but I love Wuxia movies, and this. Oh, I loved it just the beautiful it feels like a dance and one thing that really stands out is the use of hard martial arts versus soft martial arts for hard martial arts it's stuff like blocking and very powerful very like forward moving the ten rings are actually like based on hungar rings and if you're not familiar with that, but you are familiar with Avatar the Last Airbender, that's the earthbending style. Whereas the mom and everyone in Talo and eventually Shang-Chi are using more of a softer where it's moving with the flow, it's redirecting, it's very graceful, and that's definitely a trope in a lot of martial arts movies is the two different styles. And I was so happy to see
5: those yeah you know i too love the flying type of martial arts netflix has a lot of chinese films that have a lot of that and so it's just like oh cool they're doing like the flying thing again and it's great i love it and yeah there were some bad cgi and stuff but you know the bus fights the fight out of the building terrified me because of the whole it's high up and that was just i mean i know you know it was all safe and everything but that was interesting and i like the close quarters of the fighting it in some of those it was really cool it was really cool to just watch sit back and just watch some cool fighting
1: you know i like seeing a different fight style with all of this you know if i want to just see people punch each other straight in the face then i have all the other marvel movies i can watch it's nice to know that i can come here and see fights like this and you know these types of movies are something that i've been trying to get more into lately my wife isn't as into them so i kind of have to watch those before she wakes up on the weekends so my time's a little limited with that but you know here's a nice little introduction for people who haven't really been exposed to that before it's really an interesting thing i think everybody should go check out
3: I think a great way to look at it is the fights were a lot like dancing and in that especially the one-on-one sort of fights and for that yeah it was it was very entertaining is probably a bad word but I w- I was captivated by those parts of the fights and you know entertaining it doesn't have, just have to be fights you can also sing right Aki
4: Yes to be fair a lot of the fights especially the more the soft martial arts i guess a lot of those reminded me of of things that i just grew up doing tai chi is one of those things and it's the movement it's the flow it's because you're trying to move essentially your body it's all about blood flow and stuff like that but that's where a lot of this made sense to me i like wuxia a lot they are very rooted in just the etherealness of everything, so I did. I mind wire foo? Of course not. That was so nice to see. That was so good. Every single time I've seen enough of these to know when the leg push is gonna happen. I was like, leg push happened. It was good. It was really nice to be able just to go. That's where it's at. In terms of the other more, I guess actiony fight, the hard martial arts, that was pretty solid. I think I. Also have a little bit of martial arts in the background. So it was nice to watch. Shaolin kicks ass. And I don't know if I can say that. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just realized. I was like, oh, wait a minute. What's this rating? Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but all of her techniques, in my opinion, were a lot stronger than Shang-Chi's. Chang-Chi is strong and he has the foundation and he looks amazing doing a lot of his stuff. But I think there's just, it's so nice to see how expressive they are when they're fighting. And that's kind of, it's so weird. Chinese culture is based around like martial arts just play a really big part of our culture. If you think that's insane, there's a whole, it's some of it, it's some of it's like a dramatized story. The other bits are like factual history. If you know what Wei Chung is and stuff. There's a whole story about the dynasties of different houses and their different arts, uh, martial arts styles and how they all died because of the government. So it's like, it's to see like Talo and how they do it. And it's back to wire It's nice to see. It's like, oh, this was preserved. And of course, it's going to be ethereal. They're all powered by a dragon. <laughs> so, so, of course, it's going to have the time there.
3: Love the dragons. I, I just wanted to see something like that in marvel for a very long time and i was grateful to actually get it in here i wasn't really spoiled on the movie i didn't know we were going to get it at the end of the movie so when they showed up i was like oh this is yeah okay i'm all in to have dragons in the marvel cinematic universe on screen it was nice to see there so aki what are some other chinese cultural aspects that were really brought forward with the movie
4: Oh, so since we were, were on the topic of dragons, the other CGI mythical creatures you see on on screen were also placed when you enter Talong. Morris is, uh, I believe it's pronounced as Dijang, and that's, you know, a the little, a little headless. I called <laughs> it a, like a headless, flightless turkey, even though it has two wings. I know that's not how you should.
0: <laughs> well, they call it a pig chicken in the movie, so I yeah. feel like anything goes
4: yeah, it's like a celestial, like, oh, God. It's, you know, they all have, like, a long, extensive history of why they're significant and whatnot. And then you can see Jing, which is the nine-tailed fox. And that's, that's a mythical creature that's shared throughout many Asian cultures. There was also a Qilin, which is basically just a Chinese unicorn. That's the big horse with the dragon scales. And to be fair, that's my only critique. They were too passive for me. They are bringers <laughs> of justice. Like when Wu can show up with his buds, they would be ramming into their cars immediately because it's just like, what the hell? You know, that's what that's their whole vibe. They can sense intent and stuff like that. And they can sense. They literally vibe check you by ramming into you. So that was that's my only critique on on the on the animals. Everyone else was amazing. The two lion dogs, they're called shishis. And they're always in pairs. That was that was so good. That was so good. You like Growlithe from Pokemon? That's what it's based on. That's why Arcana is so big. And that was. That was too good. That was too... I lost my...
0: There there you go. I lost my stuff. (laughs) That's (laughs) the line.
4: (laughs) It was... Talking about them makes me so happy. I think I cried in the theaters because, like, I just... I don't know, man. I wasn't expecting to see them. I was expecting to see a dragon because dragons are everywhere in media. And Eastern dragons are just long noodles. So I was like, yeah, they can animate a noodle. I didn't know they could animate... (laughs) (laughs) The <laughs> unicorn well, like my unicorn, right? So just seeing all of those just really emphasized how I don't know how mythical how Long was and how enrooted into ancient really Chinese culture it was. It was a really good it's a really good uh how am I gonna say this? It's a really good difference differentiating it. Ironically, another thing i really like and i hope you guys like this too is the karaoke stuff that's that's also a staple of asian culture i knew they were gonna go do karaoke and ironically a whole new world is also the staple song you open karaoke with a whole new world majority of the time and they opened (laughs) a whole new world actually too so it was that was good that was so good that took me that took me back. And by that, I mean like two years ago when I could go see my <laughs> friends whenever.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, the before times.
4: Yeah. The only thing I guess I would say that I missed from, I guess, modern Asian culture was there was no fight for the check. They went out twice to a restaurant. We fight for the check. And it's not like, haha, this is funny. No, we fight for the check because it's like, okay, I took you out. You should let me treat you. We're friends. This is how I respect you. And the person goes, you took me out. But because you took me out, I should pay the check. Because I respect you. And we're friends. And this is how it works. And there should have been a fight for the check. That's the only thing I wish to see. I can't remember which comic. I saw a panel of it where it was Shang-Chi and a couple other Asian superheroes. Silk was in it too, I'm pretty sure. And they all fought for the check. I felt seen. (laughs) That was great. That was exactly how it should be fighting for the check. Whenever you go out to a restaurant,
3: I've not seen any deleted scenes. They might've filmed something like that. I don't know.
4: (laughs) I hope, or I can wait. I can wait. I can wait. There were Asian eternals. Maybe they'll, they'll, you know, like we can get them all into a room. They'll fight for the check. Like I just, I I'm okay with that. You know, the next big Avengers movie, instead of going for shawarma, they fight for the check. Like that's fine.
0: (laughs) I would love to see that in the sequel. I would love that so much. It's it's just a whole movie of an elaborate, like the stakes getting higher and higher, and it's just a fight for the check.
3: Yep, yep, yep. So as I'm sitting there in the introduction to the film, I, ooh, I had to do a double take. Chris, did you have to do a double take right at the beginning? I definitely did,
1: too. As long-time listeners know, I have a history here of these characters I don't know much about trying to learn as little as possible beforehand. I was not ready at all for 10 minutes of Mandarin to open this movie, which that's not a complaint at all. I just stopped it a couple times going back to check my language settings because we watched it at home. Once I realized that's what it was supposed to be doing, though, I think that really pulled me into how important the whole culture was going to be for this movie. Like I knew it was going to be important. People had told me that much. I didn't realize how important and how just ever-present over the entire movie it was going to be. So as much as that was a surprise with the 10 minutes of Mandarin, I think that was probably the best move for me in getting into the right mindset to watch this movie.
3: Honestly, my biggest fear in watching that was that the closed captions that were on my TV weren't an accurate depiction of what they were talking about, because I had no idea if it was meant to be part of the movie as I was watching it or if it was really a translation that was being given on screen.
1: I speak absolutely no Mandarin at all, so I couldn't the language structure is just so different from anything that I know at all that I couldn't even try to pick out what word meant something.
3: Yeah. Just one of the things that you have to deal with, with watching something on Disney plus versus going to the theater. Cause if you've seen a theater, it would have shown up on the screen and you'd been like, Oh, it's supposed to be there. But at home I was like, did I mess something up with my Roku?
0: So do you watch it with captions on when you watch? Okay. Yeah, I do. I have audio processing issues. So I kind of have to, but it wasn't until like halfway through the movie that I noticed that the captions were the same format as the Disney plus captions. So I guess I could see why that would throw you all off. Yeah. Another thing with the captions,
5: I know this is strange, but there actually was in the captions, like when music's playing soft, traditional music and I'm sitting there going, what, Tradition. Like tradition. It's like way to other your own movie Disney by just instead of just saying, you know, like it's some sort of like Chinese thing or whatever, just saying or like giving it a title is playing. It's traditional. And it's just like I'm like going, really? You're doing such an interesting job with the and and then and then that happens in the captions because I
0: do have a processing issue. I actually tried before I got into voice acting. After I lost my job, I was trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what can I do? And captioning was one of the things I looked into. And it turns out that having an audio processing disorder and trying to do captioning doesn't work. But that is probably on whoever they got to do the captioning. They have specific standards that they want you to do. Like, I've seen people complain, well, why don't you say which language they're speaking? And it's like, because you only have a certain amount of time to turn in the caption, So they'll just be like, right foreign language and i'm wondering if that was like one of the guidelines
3: well one of the traditional things that has to happen in every movie that is in san francisco you have to have some sort of car chase going on i mean this goes back to bullet ant-man whatever there's some sort of car chase that happens up and down the hills (laughs) of san francisco while we didn't necessarily get a i guess we did get a car chase because there were multiple vehicles involved (laughs) <laughs> but we we got this runaway bus scene, so it was kind of out of speed, too, where you get this runaway bus and this fight going on in the back. And Lauren, you and I both ran into this information, so why don't you take everybody down through it? There's something great that happened here.
0: Okay, so there's a Twitter user at that underscore MC, goes by Mac, and is an actual bus driver in San Francisco. So decided to rate the SFT transit factors of the bus scene. So if you read this thread, it's just it's this guy going on talking about this is what they got right. This is what they got wrong. Pointing out even the seats, they look nicer and harder to clean than in real life. And talking about the bus driver, for instance, listening to his music. And that's why he couldn't hear the fight that was going on. Like, yeah, this guy would have been written up. This is dangerous. It was just a really entertaining thread. And it's one of my favorite things, which is somebody with a really niche interest or knowledge being able to apply that where you would absolutely not expect.
3: The one thing that I keyed on immediately was when the airline to the brakes were cut and then the bus didn't automatically stop. See, I know how air brakes work. And when you cut the air To the air brakes, they start actually seizing up and it never seized up. So I'm glad he brought that up in there. And then I was reading the whole other thing and he was like, Oh, that bus driver. Oh, I like the actor, but oh, he is gonna get so fired.
0: I love that he pointed out, oh, the most realistic thing is the guy filming. (laughs) Yeah.
5: Like that. Yeah, this would have happened.
0: Oh yeah. Definitely.
3: So the entire thread will be in the show notes. So if you haven't seen it, go ahead and click into it. Also the link to the Twitter thread will be in the show notes as well. We have to start. I know this has been amazing. It's been fun, but we have to start wrapping up. So I'm going to go around the horn. Everybody's going to get a chance to talk about their final thoughts and anything else that we've left on the table about this movie. But the other thing that I want to ask everybody is where do you think these characters are going to show up again in the MCU? So you can pick one of the movies, one of the TV shows coming up, you know, pontificate doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Just Go ahead and decide where you want to go. So, Chris, I am going to lay this on you first. So what do you think of the movies or anything else you want to talk about? And where do you think you'll see some of the characters next?
1: Overall, I like this one. I think this is going to be one where if the movies featuring these characters afterwards are super amazing, I'll end up liking this one better. I don't think there's really much that can happen with me liking this worse. I mean, I'm somebody who plays PS1 games on purpose, so (laughs) graphically, all the CGI doesn't bother me. You know, I'm sitting here playing with these horrible, horrible polygons all day long. And as far as where characters show up next, I think I'm going to take the cheater easy route, and Wong, Shang-Chi, and Katie are going to be showing up in the next Doctor Strange movie. Wong is a cheater, obviously. He's going to be there. But I think Shang-Chi and <laughs> Katie will be joining him.
3: I gotta say, I agree with you. But uh, we'll go around the horn now. Aki, do you want to take the next step here?
4: Yeah, yeah. I think, final thoughts. And this is solely because because I, w- I saw this movie twice with my dad. And my dad was super upset with the relationship of Wenwu and Ling. And Jialing is neglected due to his grief, we understand sad guys are sad and then she's she falls under the trope but it's their relationship that makes him upset because my dad has two daughters we do come from a rather traditional household and he has not raised us like that at all Shaoling is a actually a very good role model specifically towards asian women's roles and how she's incredibly independent specifically and she does things on her own. And sure, she has she's stuck like in this trope of like she has to continue to prove herself over and over and over and live then live in the shadow of her buff older brother. But all of that aside, she's an incredibly positive role model. And my dad, he's like, You betrayed me, specifically to the actor, because we like the actor. But like my dad does not like that relationship because it is a trope and it is also a stereotype and it's a nasty one and like if i were to like rate my own dad our relationship like mulan and her dad that's the type of vibe okay so like he was it's like a complete 180 away from what Shaoling's and Wenwu's Wu's relationship is it sucks to suck is the best way to put it and uh where do i think people are going to show up i hope that wong is gonna do what Tony Stark did and just show up in other people's movies to connect them all and then be like, okay, half of our previous Avengers died or quit. I'm gonna take a bunch of 16-year-olds and two others and maybe immortals, I don't know, and like shove them together. And then Wong becomes their manager.
3: Ah. He's not rich
0: or anything, but he's their manager. The champions
3: are the Young Avengers manager. That's awesome. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. Please let this happen.
0: Now I'm thinking of him as like a wrestling manager where he's just hyping them up behind the scenes.
4: Yeah, just, you know, with, with the camera, he's like, you, like because they, they're they they're <laughs> living on a budget, sweetie. right? He's like, you got it. You got this. This will do amazing on YouTube, maybe. You know, he's, he's just figuring out hashtags. That's what I
5: see, though. That's what I see. He's
3: nicely done. Uh, Michelle?
5: One of the things I really want to see someday is a superhero movie where the parents are just parents, <laughs> where we don't have like the dead mom or the dead parents or one of the things. That's just something someday I would like to have happen. And also, by the way, when your main character gets into water, they're going to come back because that's also a trope. So never worry about, oh, my main, the main is going into water. They're just, You know, going through the laundry cycle, they'll come back better. It's just, yeah, it's a thing. I did enjoy this movie. One of the things I do think they got right, not every Chinese person is the same. Not every Chinese American is the same. Not every American who has Chinese ancestry is the same. Everyone has different hopes and dreams and the language. I like how Katie, when she ended up in China, was just like lost. There's this whole, it's like, yeah, she's, you know, she's he, considers herself american and she's just like, my Chinese is lousy. Yes. You know, everyone having hopes and dreams, yes. that breakfast scene. I know Aki, you mentioned it in the show notes, but that too, that was just like, yes, that is the way it should be. That's one of the things I remember we talked about the casting for Iron Fist, bringing up Iron Fist again. We talked about how not every person of any sort of East Asian, you know, whether it's like Japanese descent, Korean, Chinese, whatever. Sometimes you can feel like the other, like Katie, like Katie felt like the other when she was in Macau, you know, because, you know, she's not, she's an American. And we talked about that a lot. I just remember about how it could, did not have to be a white guy because we talked about that ad nauseum and I still stick with it. Anyway, where are these characters going to be? I just want Xiaoling to be everywhere. I can, her own TV show with the, uh, widows or whatever being great but probably shang chi whatever weird marvel thing they're doing i don't know what they're doing next it's like are they going space alien are they going mystic is it going to be mystical space aliens i don't know because now there's like a beacon in the 10 rings and it's just <laughs> like what are are we summoning the shatari? i like is professor X going to actually come in on the alien ship? It's like, that's how we're going to get the mutants. It's like, Oh, by the way, we were fighting the Phoenix. We ran into captain Marvel. And then now we decided to come to earth. Like maybe that's how they introduced the The mutants. Who knows? But I just want to make sure that Shaolin is just comes back and Wong. Like those two
3: have to come back. We're going to come back to that last thing that you mentioned. <laughs> After Eternals, by the <laughs> oh, way. Yes. We're okay. going to revisit that conversation again. But yeah, okay. Uh, all right. Lauren, I guess you're next.
0: Okay. So I know I've said this ad nauseum before, but representation matters. So I am not Asian. I am Mexican. But there is this certain commonality that comes with being an quote unquote other in the place where you were born. I am. Second generation American on one side, third generation on the other side of my family. And there's a lot of commonalities that immigrant parents, grandparents just all have a lot of the same expectations. So while I couldn't, it's not that I can't relate to a lot of the cultural stuff, but it's, I love seeing things that I've never seen on screen before. I love finding story traditions that aren't the traditionally Western European story traditions. I want us to get more cool mythical animals from other cultures because there are so many. And it's kind of the same feeling that I had with Black Panther of, oh my God, it's a mostly blank cast you know with this mostly asian specifically chinese cast and it's people actually getting the chance to shine if you've seen kim's convenience you know that simu lu can bring the comedy can bring the pathos it's great he's a lot of fun on twitter and his comedic timing here was again amazing so i'm actually kind of hoping that Shang-Chi shows up in the next Ant-Man movie because I want to see Simu Liu and Paul Rudd just banter. Ling, yes, she needs to be in everything. Where I will be seeing her next is fanfic because I ship her and Katie really hard. Yes!
4: Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! She caught her with her legs and I was like, she caught her with her legs!
0: Yes, it's just like, oh come on, it writes itself! (laughs) But I'm overwhelmingly happy for this. I can't wait to see what other, you know, I can't wait to see what's next in line for the not quite own voices because, you know, it's still produced by Marvel and Disney and has a billion people working on it. But actually having a mostly minority creative team, I want that and i'm glad that we've gotten it a couple of times now and it makes me so happy and i'm gonna probably watch it again tomorrow
3: we're gonna get it more too i mean there's projects that are coming up that we'll we'll review coming up that are exactly like that so i'm i'm very pleased that the mcu is branching out like that okay so i'm gonna take a turn now and guys feel free to interrupt at any point in time but the one thing that we haven't talked about here that I'm just gonna bring up now is we got an epic training montage so Katie became a world-class archer and John Ling became I, I don't even know what to call them this is how bad I am with martial arts with the rope and the in the I guess the cutting tool at the end of the, the rope there she went to town during that whole thing and it was just epic it was great. I enjoyed it and we did get indeed a training montage here. So I, I always look for the training montages with the Marvel superhero movies as to where I think the characters will show up next. I think the doctor strange is a strong possibility. So I'm not going to totally ignore that. However, I'm just going to sort, uh, just give an alternative here. I think Chang Chi and Katie will show up in black Panther because I think Shuri's just going to be parroting out everything that's going on with the universe. And I think Ling is going to show up in Secret Invasion, because I think there is definitely going to be an Agent 13 connection made there, whether it's on the peer level or not. I just think that's going to be there. So for better or for worse, that's going to be it. And guys, I had a ton of fun talking about this movie. On one hand, I'm like, I can't believe I waited until it was on Disney Plus. On the other hand, I'm like, it just made it that much special, more special, because I was able to see it at home and then come talk to you guys about it just a few days later. So it was really cool. So thank you, everybody, for being here with the discussion. We're not done yet. We have some news items to cover. So with that, we are going to transition into the news. So we're going to start talking about the box office for Shang-Chi, even though some of us watched it on Disney Plus, and Disney didn't earn any money from that other than our whatever its seven ninety is, $7.99 a month fee for that. However, it did open on September 3rd. Now, the opening weekend, it had a domestic take of $83.5 million, which is better than five previous MCU films. Now, I wanted to say why this is important. It is a COVID box office. So likely it would have been much, much bigger had it not been in the middle of the pandemic, but being better than five other films coming out of the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic is pretty good. The international box office on opening week, this is just opening weekend. The opening weekend was $56.2 million in worldwide. That was a $139.7 million opening weekend. Now to date, I checked this today on Box Office Mojo. The domestic take is $224.4 million. International is $206.1 million. So that leaves a worldwide box office of $430.5 million. That's better than three previous MCU films, The Incredible Hulk, Captain America, The First Avenger, and Black Widow, which was also a COVID box office. So that's actually pretty good, about half a million dollars, and I would have to go back and check to see what their budget was, but I'm guessing it's somewhere around hundred and sixty to two hundred million dollars to produce. So it made money, and that is good in Covid. I think it would have made a lot more if it wasn't for covid so does anybody have thought on the box office here?
5: I wanted to make sure I saw it in the theater because one it just been first off, it had just been so long since I seen a movie, and also it was like. I know that Hollywood tries to find any excuse to not make another film directed by a woman, another film directed by either a black person or any sort of like, oh, we can't have this type of movie. So part of me was just like, okay, I got to do this, you know, mask, gloves, the whole deal for showing of the day set all the way up the top so nobody could breathe on me that sort of deal. Cause I really thought it was just really important to go see it to make sure Marvel keeps doing more movies like this.
4: Mm-hmm. Same, same, same. Yep. This was my, this was my black Panther. Uh, this, this was, this was all of that. Also at the time of when it was released, my birthday was like a week later. So this was my birthday show. Technically
5: also
4: see movie. He's from the same city as me. We're both Torontonians, so this was just like, "Oh my God!" There's just, I gotta, I have to show up. I have to at this point. I have to, I have to support our boy. I, <laughs> I have to support my people, and I also have to support myself because this is self care, and, <laughs> and and that's that's why I went and saw it as soon as I could.
3: How many times have you seen it since it's come out on Disney Plus?
4: Oh, first and foremost,
0: I don't own Disney Plus.
3: Oh, okay.
4: (laughs) I enjoy reading, so I've seen it three times. Ah,
0: I see. (laughs) I guess the joy of other means. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I also, again, vote with your money. Yeah, it's Disney, Soulless Corporation, whatever. But I think I've mentioned before that there is this really pleasant kind of feeling knowing that You're considered enough of an audience to be pandered to and for people to realize, hey, people will spend money to see this. And again, yeah, we remember when Catwoman did bad and we didn't get another female superhero movie for ages. It's like, no, this movie needs to do really good, please. Oh, real quick, before we get off of the Simuliu hype train. I really need to recommend a video for y'all if you haven't seen it. Go to YouTube. There's a channel, We Are Watcher, and they do things. It's the two guys from BuzzFeed Unsolved and a friend of theirs. And so that friend, Steve Lim, is actually friends with Simu Liu. Like they were roommates and stuff. Steven Lim does a show called Dish Granted where he makes food for his friends. And it was the finale of the most recent season where he made like a hundred some dollar Boba for Simulu. It's a lot of fun. And it made me really want Boba after.
3: So Chris, I know you follow the industry just as well as I do. you comfortable with these numbers coming out of a COVID box office? I mean,
1: they're not like shake the world down numbers, but I think they're pretty good.
3: All right. I was somebody
1: who has been voting with my money on the comic side of things too much. So not only does mean my wife is really not comfortable seeing stuff in the theater yet. So I didn't go see it without her.
3: Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Talking about the box office and films. we got another one coming up. Don't we Lauren?
0: Yes, we do. So the next Marvel movie in the pipeline is Spider-Man no way home and a trailer dropped today. The trailer confirms some villains. I'm not going to spoil who. And if the trailer looks a little wonky in parts, it's suspected that um, some spoilery characters were removed in parts. We know that, you know, Disney, Marvel has done this before. And uh, this one was a bit more of a a chop job than previous ones. It's no... If you've been following any of the news about Spider-Man No Way Home you won't be surprised to learn who people think were cut. But I am again, looking forward to this. I love to see the weird side of Marvel. This is Peter Parker going into the weird side of Marvel. I'm hype.
3: Yes, this will be the next one that comes out as we are recording. However, two weeks ago, Eternals came out. once again, we are going to wait here on legends of shield to review that until it is available on Disney plus, but, I know y'all are paying attention to Spider-Man No Way Home, so are you excited about the movie or not, Michelle?
5: You know, they got Molina back for Doc Ock, and once he once he agreed to be Doc Ock, I was just like, okay, I'm in, because he was just like the best.
3: Do you pay attention to the Spider-Verse, Aki?
4: I do, yes. I know exactly which parts you're talking about in the trailer. <laughs> But I don't want to talk about it here because I feel like it would be it would be like it's like spoilers on top of spoilers on top of spoilers about what I think is going to happen and what I hope will happen. And I really hope there's a very specific Spider-Man that comes into play. You know, it starts with an
3: M. I thought it started with a G. Ghost Spider, right, Chris? <laughs> yeah, that's who we need.
1: We need more Ghost Spider everywhere. I mean, I'm going to be getting the Gwenverse verse in February, but Sean and McGuire is not writing it, so it's not as good as it could be already. And we just need more ghost spider.
3: There's a lot of time between now and when this movie comes out about a month, so I'm sure we'll see more trailers
0: if we wait long enough. Tom Holland will just spoiler it for all of us. <laughs> I know.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Just put him in front of a microphone. Yes, that
5: child. <laughs> yeah, no one would ever believe he would be like some sort of James Bond. It's like, the new James Bond, it's Tom Holland. It's like, no, no. No. <laughs> no. No. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So, Michelle, since you're back, you get to pick up the check here.
5: I do, don't I? Yeah, I get to pick up the check. And then what we're going to do is we're going to join Wong and sing some karaoke on our way up.
3: Aki, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a real pleasure having you on board talking about this movie that you enjoyed so much. I enjoyed Return of the Jedi probably as much as you enjoyed this. So it's great to see that excitement and seeing it with family members and stuff like that. So thank you very much for sharing that with us and our audience.
4: Thank you for having me. This was so much fun.
3: So if people want to find you and your products, where would they go?
4: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Akinomi underscore art. That's where I'm the most active. And that's also where my link tree is at. You can also catch me on my main podcast, which is like a Pathfinder 2 E thing. I co-produce it. I do the art. I play in it. It's called goblets and gaze at goblets and gaze. And, uh, in terms of everything else, just go to my Twitter. My Linktree's there. Thanks.
3: I keep forgetting Linktree. I'm too. I'm old. I'm an old guy. I don't do Linktree, but I, everybody else does Linktree. So I should have just asked, where's your Linktree? And then that, that would have been it, right? So Chris, you are also consultant Chris still. You're not Agent Chris. You haven't been promoted yet. So where can people go find you with your other stuff?
1: Well, easiest place is to go find me on my own personal Linktree type thing that I made for myself. You can find it at playcomics.com where I have links to all the social media stuff and everything. And coming up soon, you might be able to hear an episode where I talk to a couple creators from possibly the most important Marvel cartoon ever made.
3: We're looking forward to that for sure. I'm not going to, I'm not exaggerating at
1: all.
0: No, I'm so happy.
3: Yeah. We're keeping it silent here for now. Hey, Lauren.
0: Well, We don't have any feedback this week, but we do still want to thank everybody for listening to us. We would love to hear your opinions on Shang-Chi. If you want to link us to fan art or fan fiction, I also wouldn't be complaining here. But yeah, we just hope that you enjoy listening as much as we enjoyed talking. So thank you.
5: First, I would like to thank lauren and sp for understanding why i needed to take a hiatus take a break chris i would like to thank you for stepping up and becoming a consultant i really appreciate it sp and lauren deserved another consultant to come on board and i'm glad it was you because you you add a lot to the show so i do want to thank everyone you know all of our listeners and everything i hope you're happy or at least not disappointed that returned. Um, I'm returned. I I'm. hope it's a positive reaction. I'm really glad to be back and with my head clearer and able to really
3: focus on enjoying podcasting again. Yeah. So very special podcast. 401 had consultant Chris, had Lauren, had Aki, had Michelle. This was a uh, great podcast and if anybody wants to tell me how wrong i was about not completely liking the movie as much as everybody else feel free to use our voicemail at 844 the bus 1 or 844-843-2871 and the bus in this case could be the bus that was torn apart in san francisco
0: (laughs) oh my god yeah it's the new bus
3: it's the new bus (laughs) until next time i'm director sp
0: i'm agent lauren i'm agent michelle
4: I'm Consultant Aki.
3: And I'm Consultant Chris. See everybody next time.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.
4: Bye.
2: Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you'll find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended.
3: Michelle. Hi.
5: Hey. Welcome back. Hey, yeah.
3: Good to see you again.
5: Yeah, good to be back. Yay. Oh, this weekend all I want to do is like try to find as many
0: Michelle Yo movies. I love her so much. Have you seen her in uh Star Trek Discovery? That is why I kept watching it. (laughs) I really like the show.
5: But oh. oh, wait, she's in the Avatar movies. Okay, well, now I'm gonna have to think wait. about watching the Avatar movies.
0: What? Which
5: ones? Two, three, four, and five. Uh, ah, damn it. The Witcher Blood Origin. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be in the prequel.
0: Yeah. Yeah, she is amazing, and I love her.
5: And Aki, thank you for uh, like, I I didn't know like the karaoke thing was actually like, you know, like I, I was like, is this like a stereotype that we're doing or is this an actual cultural thing? An and thank you for, thing. you know,
0: oh, yeah, it's the actual thing. And fun fact, have you ever heard of the My Way murders? Yes. No,
4: I think no. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. So
0: in I think it's the Philippines. My way is now like banned from karaoke because people have gotten into fights over it. People have been stabbed over it. It's a big deal.
3: (laughs) And it's just isolated to the Philippines for what I know, right? I think, I mean, now I got to look. I looked it up just a few months ago. I forget where it came up.
0: Here it is. Yeah, it was the Philippines. It was a social phenomenon in the Philippines, Referring to a number of fatal disputes, which arose due to the singing of my way in karaoke between 2002 and 2012. Numerous people were killed for singing this song. <laughs> I
3: think we were talking about at work about <laughs> a couple of months ago. Somebody was surprised that uh, somebody else hadn't heard about it. So Ooh,
0: the article on Wikipedia also has karaoke rage in other countries. Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. yeah. Karaoke rage is a thing. Yeah. Um, It's also like um, like uh, if you watch a lot like or or even play like Yakuza or consume any Yakuza type movies, then you'll know like karaoke is played even to a serious level between mob bosses and Mm -hmm. stuff. Like it's a thing. yeah. And and it really is just um, it's a fun social thing for the most part. Get drunk with your friends, sing really badly and off key and stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> or sing really good because there are some people that that like bring like this is their i don't know audition for the x factor and 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 and, and the we are their stage it's it's <laughs> we we do stuff like that too but the karaoke is very much i don't know why i really can't explain why it's a, it's very much an asian thing i every family gathering karaoke if i go to my friend's place especially birthday parties we do karaoke uh whether we have the machine or not that's where we just go on youtube and put the song thing and and a whole new world is always there every <laughs> single time it's usually the opener i can't explain why
0: me this and are popular go, <laughs> uh houston has a pretty sizable mostly vietnamese population and when i lived there me and some friends would go Um, There was this one karaoke place, Star Karaoke, and we'd go there. Here, it's a much larger Chinese population in Austin. And sadly, I haven't had a chance to do karaoke here, even though there's a place like right, not down the street, but like across the next big street over from me. And I've been wanting to go there and it's hard because of plague. Mm -hmm.
3: My daughter was married a month ago and... We, yeah,
0: congrats to her. Yeah, I forgot.
3: Yeah, thanks. And we yeah. why we didn't sing a whole new world and little mermaid is her favorite movie. <laughs> we did sing Chad Brock's yes as a family during the uh the reception. So we did impromptu I Don't think I
0: know that song.
3: karaoke. Yeah, it's a country song. I wouldn't expect you to to know it. Um, I actually am not that big of a country fan, but we've I don't know why we started. Oh, no, I
0: know that song. Yeah, that summer that I worked at the Air Force Base, that was playing all the time. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we haven't done it for years, but uh, my daughter was like, oh, yeah, we are so doing it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's do it. So, yeah, we (laughs) we all all say, and we all remember the lyrics. So, yeah, I did karaoke last month.
0: I think, I don't think it was karaoke, but we did the charanga at my wedding, so...
3: Aki, there is a link at the top of the show notes, uh, right underneath the StreamYard link. It's remember to save your files here. If you click on that link, it'll take you to a one bot or a OneDrive uh, folder, and you can upload your file there.
4: Oh, where? Oh, is it in the doc?
3: Yeah, it's in uh-huh. the show doc.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all the way at the top, so it's easy to awesome. get to.
4: Awesome. Okay. Usually okay. our show
3: docs are not 40 pages long. Yeah. That Twitter uh, stream ran it 35 pages.
4: yeah i I was scrolling down i was like whoa you guys took so many screenshots what's happening is this gonna be a frame (laughs) by frame are we are we gonna talk about it this way do do you want me to get into into the, the parts that i know about it like i know that the jacket thing is is very old school Uh, kung fu movies i knew i saw that and my dad went huh because because that's (laughs) super old that's like kung fu hustle almost like way. oh my god the kung
0: fu hustle i forgot to mention this he had a kung fu hustle poster in his room and the guy that played i'm blanking out in his name but the one who like instructed katie in archery is in kung fu hustle Mm -hmm. which if y'all SP, Chris, Michelle. I don't know if y'all have seen it.
1: I have seen that one.
0: Oh, I, okay. Stephen Chow movies are so good. Kung Fu mm-hmm. Hustle. Like, I love Shaolin Soccer. Kung Fu Hustle is probably edges that one out for me. It's oh. <clears throat> so good. Shaolin I've seen both of those. What's going ridiculous. on today? <laughs> <laughs> I keep meaning... He had one that was out a couple of years ago that I keep meaning to watch, The Mermaid. And I haven't seen it yet. And I... I wonder, now I'm reminded, is it back on Amazon?
3: I uh, know, they might be out. Supply chain, you know?
0: <laughs> um, let's see. Mm-hmm. Just Watch tells me where to see it. I need to rent it. Yeah. Okay.
4: <sighs> yeah, that's another thing. Simu Liu is same hometown. And if I had to get even more like specific, I have cousins. With the surname Liu, we were just, we had to rep the rep of the wrapping of our rep. It was ridiculous. I was like, you real?" it was so specific. It was like four days also before my birthday. I'm like, oh, okay, if I don't see it now, it's like I'm offending the universe that has placed this <laughs> so delicately in my hands.
0: I just put the uh, link to the $127 boba for Simu Liu. I was so happy
4: was when chat. you said that because I was like that. I've seen that video, too. It's very I, yes. It's very fun.
0: I love Watcher. Uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved and Watcher and Taskmaster basically have gotten me through the worst of the pandemic. Do you watch Puppet History?
4: I love Puppet History so oh much. Gosh. Yeah. Okay. So right now, with the karaoke <laughs> thing, because my sister and I, we just do it t- to each other. We do centaur world, the, the, the animated series about a horse, a real horse stuck in a world where everyone is a centaur and another animal. We do all of their musical songs and then it's puppet history songs. It's
0: ridiculous. Puppet, the puppet history songs have no right to be as wow. good as they are.
4: They slap. They slap hard.
0: Yeah. They, the hop just, song gets in my head all the time.
4: Oh, I'm gonna start singing
1: it now. No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so SP and Lauren. <laughs> yes. But also Michelle and Aki. Um, the best Marvel cartoon, of course, being X Men: The Animated Series from the '90s. Okay. Yes.
4: Okay.
5: okay Your absolute
1: worst case that's coming out Monday.
0: <laughs> I'm so
5: happy. Oh God, did you hear that they're trying to do like a sequel or? Yeah. <laughs> the oh no! X-Men
1: no. 97? You, I forgot. You don't know. Okay, so <laughs> I spent. <laughs> I sent a couple people that were working on the show a message like two years ago, and they sent something back to me like six months later, and I like a year and a half later, I'm like, oh, I have no excuse for missing this. Still want to come on the show?
3: This is before Disney Plus Day, by the way.
1: Yeah. So this was like Wednesday or Thursday, and then we got it all booked and everything, and then they made the X-Men 97 announcement. We just recorded on Tuesday.
5: Mm-hmm. Oh God!
1: So it's it's gonna we have that in there. We have so much cool stuff in there. I'm so excited. One oh, of the writers wow. was like, "Man, I really wish I could write a what if." So,
0: <sighs> oh yeah, yeah. X Men: The Animated Series is
3: why I'm a Marvel fan. So, yep, we're gonna have to cover it now.
5: And I I hear the theme song. I hear my first question to, to, to them
1: was, "How do you feel knowing that you are the reason so many people my age like X Men?"
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, Lauren's excited about animated stuff.
3: can No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why? Well, maybe we'll get Haley back talk about X Men. That'd be fun. Yeah. Because th- that was like the one thing that she mentioned. Like, I can't wait till we get through with all of Netflix then we can do x-men <laughs> like okay that day will never come the day has now come
0: yeah. yes <laughs> legends of shield is copyright 2013 through 2021